I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Let me tell you about the snakes, the fakes, the lies, the highs, and all of these industry sig digs. Will you see the pretty girls in the hot animated world checking for a rapper with all the dough? And if you take a shit, they want to know. And if you're going to fall, they won't be around, y'all. So you still want to be in show business and you think that you got what it takes? I mean, you really got to rap and be all that and prepare yourself for the break. Check it out now. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. It's uh Tuesday. Yes, it is. So, Agents of Shield is back this week. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see that. Um, there's also uh you know the uh the 11th of March, which is a big day uh for some reasons for some people. I don't know. I just made that up. Okay. Um, about something happen? No, I just made it up. Um, but uh, it's uh you know Tuesday. Um, you guys only have what? How many more days did I have to vote in the Tibbies, Karen? Tomorrow is the last day. One more day to get all your votes in for the tippies, guys. I mean, come on. What's taking so long? Have you decided? Is it really that tough? I know, right? Are you guys getting down to the last couple votes? Y'all have been voting. Like, it is just amazing to see how many people are participating and pushing and telling everybody about it. So, we just thank it. This, This year has really blew the water out for, like, in total, Mm-hmm. the number of people that voted last year so thank you so much guys yep it's because of y'all that we do this man um you know if I, this is definitely a day i woke up i barely could talk nurse my voice all day just to get to this level so if you're out there going man you sound terrible imagine how i sounded this morning okay? oh yeah he was really really bad this morning to me and him talked i think we came to the conclusion that you caught the flu i believe so I had to. Add. Yeah, because I was crazy. like, ain't no cold hanging around this long, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just going through stages, fighting this shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like a video game. Uh, oh, I know why March 11th is uh, a big day. Hi- Happy Titanfall, my niggas. We made it. All my video game playing for people with the Xbox One, you know what I'm talking about. We made it to Titanfall. Uh, woke up this morning. First thing I did was download that game. Um you know, to my Xbox. Uh didn't even really get to play it a lot. Uh still going through the tutorial, but I just needed to have it on my machine. And I didn't want to pay for a physical copy. Uh, I wanted it digital on my machine so I could just say Xbox, go to Titanfall. Yeah, them 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 days is over. It like I said, downloading could be good and bad. Um I know I've been um playing that fable and it has like a glitch in it is getting on my goddamn nerves. But other than that, uh, I prefer a downloaded version, too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, pretty excited here. The Blackout Tips is the, the name of the show. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Uh, TheBlackoutTips.com is the website. Do all the great stuff you can do there. Vote in the polls. Um, become a premium subscriber. Uh, leave comments. Do all that stuff. Nominate things for the tippies. People are already nominating things like crazy. You know, which is a good thing. That yeah. means by this time next year, the list should be pretty long. Yeah, we should be going through that list like, oh, it's going to be tough to cut some of these out. You know, like to say which ones don't even make the nominations. That's true too. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's podcast is brought to you by our sexy, sexy sponsor.
but that's a stone cold groove right there mm-hmm. i tell you lay some funk on it <laughs> Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in your bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeedus.com and for a limited time only, you'll be able to get 50% off of one item. And I mean just about any item in stock. But that's not all, y'all. That's not all, sir. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also get three free adult DVDs. Grits! For a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift, so central. Can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, they're not teasing. Because nobody can love you like you no at all mm-hmm. is it the way that you love yourself you'll be singing that to your toy girl is it the way that you love me or is it the way i love me <laughs> it's the way you love you make sure you go to adamandeve.com put in code tbgwt when you go check out and make sure you get that uh three free dvds free extra gift and free shipping tbgwt at adamandeve.com all right we have all kinds of articles and stuff News was happening. You know, they still ain't found that plane. Yes. I've been reading articles. Now they're just coming up with theories. It might have disintegrated in the air. It they might be it, over India somewhere. Yeah, they gave they gave $5,000 to the families, uh, or that's the offer, $5,000 per death to the, the families of the people on the plane. Can you imagine, like, uh, your wife's dead? Eh, but good news, bad news, right? Here's five Gs. What are they supposed to do with five G's? I don't know. And what happens if they a banging ass funeral? And and five G's, I guess, depending on where you are, five G's is a ton of money. But here in the U.S., that that's a good coffin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not including all the expenses that go behind Barry, especially having a traditional funeral. And what happens if they find them? Do you get your? Do they take their money back? I don't know. Yeah, do they go? Uh, so about that five G's. Yeah, like 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 if you paying me five G's, I don't care if you find them or not. You gave me five G's, dog. Peace. Right. You ain't getting that money back. Yeah, it, it's or taxing me on the backside trying to get your money back. It's crazy to me that you know they're even doing this. Like, you you got so much. Like you got these people dying, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly. And then you go to the families and you're like, here's five G's. Uh, so what, so you, they're dead? Well, we're not saying that. Well, where's the plane at? Um, well, it might have disintegrated. We found some oil slicks. Uh, we don't think that was it. We saw a piece of something in the ocean. We don't think that was it. We don't know. Like, they're just guessing. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. It makes you think, like, all the time people hop on planes. Like, you could just go down and then somebody's just like, I don't know. Mm-mm. We don't know what happened to him, and 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 I and I think the worst part about it, and 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 I and a lot of it has to do with the social media and all that. Quit fucking guessing, just look. All mm-hmm. these guesses 
it's, it, 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 it cranks up anxiety because to think about it, these people on the plane were from kind of from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where you have all these people worried about their family members. And I feel bad for them because it's like the, if, if somebody finds out your family members on there, uh, next day, you know, you open up your door, you got cameras in your face, you got people snapping pictures, you're like, motherfucker, which I'm trying to find my family members, get these goddamn cameras, and you ask me questions that I can't answer. I, they don't know, damn it, I don't know. I don't know is what you say when you work at Walmart. Hey, ain't that know, the truth? Yeah, cause, yeah, do you know if the, uh, you guys have the new Titanfall in stock? I don't know. And that, you know why? Cause you get paid 525 an hour to do this shit, but, you know, when, you spending millions of dollars covering hundreds of thousands of uh, 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 miles of ocean. Somebody better give a goddamn answer. Yeah, it might be on the truck. I don't know. I don't know. A whale ate it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, it's my, I'm actually I don't gonna, know. I'm actually about to get off. So, you know, I'm sure somebody else will help you. Like, and the other thing, too, is like, I didn't think it was possible to lose track of a plane. Me either. You like, mean- I thought, I, this is one of the reasons I was not the, the plot, the loss was so, like, you know, it was so good because it was like, wow, science fiction. What if this could happen? You know, it's the same thing with smoke monsters and time travel and all this shit. And then you watch the show and you're like, yeah, that's crazy. What a crazy world. And all of a sudden we have a plane with 200 people missing. It's like, eh, maybe they crashed on the island. Or or either do you think it was Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty? <laughs> no, <Nah>, I don't <laughs> think that's totally different. I don't think you watch enough Lost uh but um, yeah, man, they still haven't found that plane, man. It's just, oh, so they on the island somewhere? Yeah, possibly. I told you they over there in that triangle. People don't don't we'll be playing. They 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 in the fix over there. The Bermuda Triangle. Yep. Um, did you hear about this? Well, you were asleep, so I know you didn't hear about it. A family called nine one one to report their cat. Report their cat. Yeah. Apparently, the cat um lost his damn mind. Sometime last night, and uh, or I don't even know if it was last night, but at some point, so they had to call nine one one on the cat. On the cat, you C A T cat. C A T cat, yeah. Mm, nobody had no feet. Can nobody kick this motherfucker? A cat. Um. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's uh. Now, dog is a little different, mm-hmm. but a cat, though. Uh, I but mean, the cat just really just freaking out, like, really, really bad. Apparently, I mean, the, the cat, you know, decided that it was put up with enough of that shit or something and uh, uh, went went ham, you know. Um, and uh, made, you know, people got people got kind of scared, so they had to call the police on the cat. They have a 911 tape of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> think we should listen to the tape? I think we should. This is going to be interesting. The cat's name is Lux. It weighs 22 pounds. 22 pounds? Not 150 pounds. 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the family's baby did not need medical attention before sending officers to the scene. Uh, the, the officers arrived with a dog snare. And they used it to put the cat in the crate. They then told the family it was safe to come out of the bedroom. Uh, they don't know the motive for it. 
So uh, let's uh, let's hear why this happened. <laughs> yeah, hi. I have a kind of a particular emergency here. Um, my cat attacked our uh, seven-month-old child, and I kicked the button, the cat in the rear, and it has went off over the edge, and we um, aren't safe around the cat. It's a very large Himalayan, and we're trapped in our bedroom. He won't let us out of our door. Okay, does the, the child need medical attention? No, no, he's just got scratches on his forehead. But the cat, we don't know what to do about the cat. He's gone, oh, he's trying to attack us. He's very, 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 very hostile. So I tried to get a hold of animal control. Hang on just a second, you guys are inside your bedroom right now. Yeah, yeah, and if I, when I leave out the bedroom to let the police in, I'm gonna have to fight this cat. Hang on just a second, I mean, you said the cat is large, ah! how large? Uh, 22 pounds, maybe. What's the address there? Uh, 984, or 945 Northwest Nail Parkway. What apartment number? Okay. Uh, I need you to hang on hold for just a moment. I need to run something by my supervisor, but I'll be right back to you, okay? Don't hang okay. up. What do you think she's going to run by the supervisor? This motherfucker called me about a goddamn cat. All right, Shaley. Yeah, I feel like she's running jokes by the supervisor. You know she is. This like I feel like when this happens. Do you think this was Thomas? I feel like when this happens, uh, people like at because I would. You got to go get everybody to listen to your phone, mm-hmm. guys. I got one because it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, it's like uh, guys. Um, I think you all should hear this. Um, apparently, um, we we've got a cat. Uh, situation and the dude's calling me 911 stop it was like well i got a, a person that just got shot yeah get get, get yeah hang up hang up on them <laughs> i got a party. better story yeah we about to party on this cat uh what, what's wrong play button there we go At this point, you really have to wonder, like, how can his wife and 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 kid respect him? You know, I mean, patriarchs have been a strong ass cat. I mean, twenty twenty two pounds. You're able to trap three people in a room. That must have been a strong ass cat or a weak ass man. That's true. Somebody too. was a pussy in the house, and it wasn't that cat. And the cat was like, "It's not I." Come out here, I'll beat your ass. That's what that cat was saying. Yeah, cat just hanging around outside, like, come on, bitch. I don't care. I don't, I don't got your kid. Now I'm coming for you. Ah, I want all of y'all. Kick me in the ass. And you said you, your, your child does not need medical attention, right? 
No, no, he just got a couple gashes on his forehead. These are very small, puncture ones, little punctures. He's got a little bump. I kind of got the cat before he did any more damage. Okay, and do you think the cat is ill? I don't know. I think that the cat is, he's got kind of a, a history of violence. The cat has a history of violence. And motherfucker, you still got him in your house around your kid, and this cat has been known to attack? Word. Yeah, I, this is uh, one thing I never understand about uh, uh, animal owners anyway. But, like, I would never own a, a, a violent animal. No. You know what I mean? Like, then you get put down. The end. The first time, too. Like, I have zero tolerance. I pay the bills. Yeah, you, you're not uh, you're not attacking me. You're not trapping me in a room. Yeah, they had to call the police on me because the second a motherfucker cat attacks me, that bitch getting kicked. Yeah, I just Fuck killed that. My, I just killed my cat. Who do I call to come pick this shit up? Can I put it in the trash? Can I bury it in the backyard? Like, cause yeah, all the them, cat is dead. All them animal rights shit don't mean nothing to me at that period of time unless you gonna come here and let the motherfucker attack your ass. And I never trust cats anyway, but still. He's kind of a violent cat already. So this must have been Heathcliff and not Garfield. <laughs> That's true. He was he was about that life. He's really he took bad right lasagna. Now. More damage. <laughs> Cats outside the door. I hate Mondays. And I hate your ass. <laughs> and do you think the cat is ill? I don't know. I think that the cat is. He's got kind of a uh, history of violence. He's kind of a violent cat already. But he's really he's bad right now. He's, char- he's charging us. He's at our door, bedroom door. He's- Come on out! What you gonna do about this here? <laughs> oh man! He's charging us. He's at our door, bedroom door. One moment, okay? Damn, you can hear it scream. You heard it? Oh, that cat, that cat is like, bring your ass out here. I will tell you the pieces. For real. Oh, my God. Assault and cattery. Hold on. Keep your door shut, okay? All right. Has he ever done this before? My girlfriend says he's done it once before. And you kept it around your kid. He's done it once before and you kept it around your kid? What do you think? Oh, my God. Think pretty smart in the chat room said, We only hear one side of the story. I want to hear the cat side of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what does the cat have to say? Right. <laughs> okay, and our front door is unlocked. If the cops can get in the electronic door. Okay, so they do need access to the, the main door? Um, I mean, he was going to go get the phone. What happened to that plan? That cat charged that door. He said, man, fuck that phone. Y'all got to find a way in that electronic door yourself. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yep. He was like, uh, y'all, I need for y'all to get in here. I don't care what you got to do. Y'all got to get this fucking cat out of here. 
Yeah, but they should be able to get in. I mean, it's not really a secluded apartment complex. Mm -hmm. It's the yards, right? Yeah. Sound like his girlfriend is talking in the background. At this point, she's probably being like, "Why don't you just go out there and kick the cat's ass? It's a twenty-two pound cat." But the way that fuck was probably beating on that dough, he was a mm mm. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Look, bitch, this is your cat." <laughs> right. door i'd like to not have to do that oh man he don't even want to leave the room to go get no. the motherfucking uh the, the the phone so they can get in the house because that cat is probably beating and bamming and foaming at the mouth on the other side of that door he was like i am not going out there to get scratched the fuck up no thank you remember all them pictures you made me taking sweaters at christmas hmm Remember that shit? Remember that ridiculous ass outfit you had me on? Right. Them mittens? Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Go ahead, open that door up, homeboy. Give you some of what I gave your toddler. Um, yeah, that, that is crazy. Just sitting outside. Well, what about all that shit you was talking, huh? So what all that shit you was talking? Kick me in my ass. Like some real world shit. Ah! But they can open our front door. So that's for apartment. You can't buzz them in from that door? No. The door? Uh-huh. He backed all the way down. He was saying he could have done it, and then he said he couldn't because he was scared of that cat. Mm-hmm. Was like, what you said you could buzz him in? Mm, no, forget I said that shit. That was mm-hmm. I was crazy then. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw my Tyler out the window. Can you have somebody catch him? I know, right? Please. The police are like, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be careful, uh, tough guy. We'll be we'll be <laughs> we'll be real careful. You know, we last night we you know we only arrested a man on PCP. He was carrying a gun and a sword, but yeah, we'll, we'll watch out for for Fluffy. <laughs> Make sure we don't get socks. Unless uh, Fluffy no ninjutsu, we might be alright. Yeah, uh, hopefully we won't have to stand our ground against uh, socks. Okay. If Mittens comes at us, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I will. <laughs> and do you think the cat will try to attack the police? Yes. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. He's like, what don't you understand? Of course they'll attack the police. As a history of violence. Don't you see? <laughs> That's why, that's why you think I'm in this room? <laughs> Guess the race white. Uh, the cat uh, might be uh, white and black. No, the people. The people trapped in the room. Oh, okay. You think some niggas are going to be trapped in the room off of a goddamn 22-pound cat? No. <laughs> right. Daddy um, been calling the police. I done shot this cat. Y'all need to come on and get it. It lost his goddamn mind, so I shot the fucker. Come on over here and get it. Apparently, the cat doesn't know it doesn't pay bills here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it fucked around and 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 and, and thought it owned shit. I had to teach it real quick. It don't. Yeah. What's the name? What do you think the name? Of the, I think the name of the cat is Liam Neeson's. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
it's a possible white man cat. And that's why I, that's why it's messed up. <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, that um that's crazy. Oh my god. Oh where, where am I at? Where we play this thing some more. Still some more time on this. Okay. So, so, sound like his toddler, his son asked him something. Uh, what, I wonder, what did he say? Let me see. Even he had to laugh at that shit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And do you think the cat will try to attack the police? Yes. All right, tell me your name, sir. Let me take a look here. They'll probably take him and then we'll do an assessment on him. I can't tell what he said to his son, but he's like, Daddy, are you a bitch? Have access to after hours <laughs> animal control. Okay. So yeah. they, they're, they're calling for animal control to come out for you guys. I mean, that's, okay. it's, you know, in an emergency situation, they can call for. The family dog is trapped in there with them. The fuck is the point of having a dog if it won't fight the cat? Man, some cats be fucking. I've seen cats fuck dogs up. I know, but those, then you don't earn your keep. Your ass got to go too. When the cat <laughs> go, your ass gone too. Complete failure as a family. Yeah, I, I, I've seen some cats fuck some dogs. Oh, it was four against one. Okay. Yeah, that cat, that dog went over there. I mean, that dog with that cat was like, "Bitch, you want something too?" No, <laughs> and ran his ass yeah. away. Just gonna chill and watch TV till the police come in and get the cat. Prisoner well. in his own house. Not the motherfucker I pay for. Not for no cat. No. Alright, so I can let you go. You might hear from the officers if you get a, a phone call from an unidentified number. Just be sure to answer it because it'll probably be the okay. officers trying to talk to you about it, okay? Okay. And if you need anything, call us back, but they're on their way to help you, okay? Alright, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. I want to be like, no, 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 please don't go. Cat's gonna come in. The cat's gonna get us. Man, that was crazy. That cat uh, must have been must have been Liam Neeson. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> Please, uh, Whiskers, just calm down. I, 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 I don't, we don't want no problems. All right, we just trapped in the bedroom with our with our with our baby. You know, I already got the kid. Okay, just what do you want from us? They do have. 
are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> Please, Liam Neeson, don't, don't do this. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Why, cat? Yeah, the dog gotta go, bro. Let <laughs> I mean, go. I'm assuming the couple gonna break up too, cause like, once your wife know you won't protect her from a cat, cat. I mean, if it was burglars, um, yeah, you know. That's completely different. I could even see a dog gonna mean no harm, because you know, a dog can be the, the, the weight of a person, of a human right. being. Mm-hmm. And if a cat is the person of a human being, that's an overweight cat. But like, Anything come in your house, you scared. Like, this worse than Clove in the back. <laughs> like, at least Clove ran out, you know, ran out there and tried to get the bat at some point. Come on now. You know, like, he may end up after a while. Yeah, he did. But they all was panicking. I don't blame him. You know, it, it was every man for themselves. Right. Wow. That is amazing. Um, <clears throat> a former Primanati's, Primanati employee charged with stealing more than $30,000. The former operations manager of Primanati Brothers was arrested today and charged with stealing more than $30,000. Benjamin Benjamin Bartelson, 30, was responsible for four restaurants in North Versailles, Robinson, Moon, and Pleasant Hills, according to criminal complaint. This was your chain? Yes. Okay. As part of his duties, he was responsible for taking daily receipts for two of those locations to be deposited at a local bank. On February 24th, Mr. Bartleson emailed company officials and said he could not make a meeting because he was sick. The next day, he sent a series of text messages to Primanati's operation director, the complaint said. In them, he wrote, I fucked up bad. About three weeks ago, when we weren't getting a bonus... I took a North Versailles deposit to the casino and lost. And I couldn't stop for like the last three weeks. I don't even know how much I lost. I don't know how nobody's caught at the office yet. Wow. So he gambled away $30,000. Gambled away $30,000. Nigga, what? You know, the first day he probably lost like a couple thousand. He's like, but, oh, I'll just come back tomorrow. and I'll. But what about that much money do he not think eventually <clears throat> they was going to find out that much fucking money went missing? Right. Like, he was, uh, he must have really in his head came up with a perfect plan, right? Just, I'm going to take the money, take a couple G's, go down there, bet it all on black. I get double the money. Now, I keep the extra. And then I go deposit the rest. Easy. And then he lost. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if this dude was on some kind of a drugs or something like that because nobody in their right mind would think of doing something like this. Then the next day he said, Hold up, hold up. I lost three thousand dollars yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it's just three thousand dollars. If I take today's deposit, put it all on black, because it's fifty fifty, put it all on black, double the money. Then I have today and yesterday's and maybe even a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. And then he lost that shit. He's like, okay. And he just said somebody robbed him? He's like, oh, well, how many? They robbed him every day for three weeks? <laughs> no, Karen, he was getting too far in. He said, okay. Third day. 
And if I take the money and I put it all on black, I should be able. You know what? Let's switch it to red. It's been red the last couple of times. Let's bet on red. I put it all. All I got to do is win two times in a row. I got all the money back plus then some. They lost that shit again for three weeks. I guarantee that's what happened. You know, one day he probably won. Just like, all right, I'm on, I'm on the way back. Then he tried to double or nothing and he lost that shit. Thirty. That is a whole lot of fucking money to gamble and $30,000 is too much money for somebody in the accounting department. But, like, hey, um, is there any reason why we $30,000 short in this region? Yeah, how did they not notice? Some, it, some, somebody hadn't, uh, he probably hadn't report, uh, fudging the numbers. Like, he had, had to be No, nah, they would, it depo- you deposit the money in the bank. Oh. So they would notice that nothing got deposited. deposited. Yeah, and it was maybe something where they might not have gotten <coughs> to that particular area yet. They was like, okay, we'll be doing them tomorrow. And he was like, oh, shit, they're going to be ordering. They need to find out what this money is. Yeah, went. he called in sick at the meeting. You know what? Because they was going to ask him about it. I bet you that's yeah. why he called sick. Because they was going to ask him how was the sales and shit like that. I mean, come on now. How much money did they bring in? So we noticed uh, in your region, Mr. Bartleson, for the last uh, three weeks, profits have really gone down. Uh, it appears to be at zero. In fact, it's in the negative. Yeah, it appears that uh, you have not made any money. Now, have y'all not had a single customer? or what, What's going on with that? Uh, I've been a dead man walking for three weeks. I've been sick about it. I couldn't stop. They are going to fire me as soon as they notice. I can't believe they haven't noticed that. Uh, they're going to send your ass to jail, nigga. Yeah, it's going to be more than losing the job. Yeah, uh, this is white folks and money. They don't play that. I don't know. Well, you can't write no apology letter talking about, oh, I'm going to lose my job. Oh, you're going to lose more than your job. You're going to lose your freedom. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, according to the criminal complaint, deposits for Norfolk sales were short more than 16,000. About 9,000 was missing from Robinson and 4,700 was missing from Moon. The total in the affidavit said was $30,064. They need to the dollar, nigga. Of course they're going to know how much money didn't make it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, you owe us a dollar, a dollar, uh, a year for every dollar. I wonder if you put a smiley face in the text. <laughs> Emoticons. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddies. Hey, guys. <laughs> Funny story. You guys aren't gonna believe this shit. Oh man. Uh, you know they say the house always wins, right? Um, another story. Apparently, Target got caught out chill photoshopping. They were advertising a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. I put the picture in the chat so you can see it, and uh. They wanted the model to look more perfect, so they photoshopped a gap into her legs. Now you go looking at that picture, Karen. Can you really tell anything from that one? Not yet. Okay, let me put another picture in here, a close up. See if you can tell from this one that they might have went a little overboard with this picture. They photoshopped so bad. It makes her swimsuit, her bathing suit bottom, look like shorts almost because they, they photoshopped out the area where her vagina would be. So I don't know if this is some type of Ken doll, <laughs> but they photoshopped out the pussy. She's supposed to have a plastic penis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like she's got detachable parts down there. 
uh it's like they just they just made a rectangle where her vagina <laughs> should be oh uh, i don't know uh, who who is made like that? It's it's it's, it's like somebody took uh uh one of the magic race and went and tried to try instead of the natural somebody tried to hand draw the mm-hmm. correction and fucked it up. Mm-hmm. That really like somebody tried to somebody literally tried to hand edit that. Yeah, it's like either you have the weirdest inverse vagina ever. <laughs> yes, you do. Or somebody photoshopped that shit. Which is weird, cause I, I always thought it was weird when women don't have a, like when they have a gap between their legs. I always thought it was weird when women whose thighs don't touch at all. Like, what's wrong with your, like, your thighs should touch, man. I can't trust you. <laughs> unless, unless you like itty itty bitty, and shit, even the enemy, then your thighs should touch. Shit, they right beside each other. They yeah. should at least touch. They should at least be friends. Visit every once in a while. Come on now. You know, ain't nothing wrong with thighs touching. That mean you, all that mean, like my mama said, all that mean you got meat on your bones. Waiters share horror stories about Sunday church crowd. Oh, hell, y'all. You know, we talk about tipping here on the Blackout Tips all the time. Mm-hmm. And and the Sunday church crowd, that's across the board, no matter the color. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give God 10% so why should you get 18? Uh, Missouri pastor, Aloise Bell, famously wrote on Applebee's report receipt. We covered that last year. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Tennessee pastor Chad Roberts set up his website, Sundays Are the Worst, where the wait staff can share horror stories about Christian Scrooges. Sundaysarethewurst.com. And this dude's a pastor. It's a way for our church to tell the serving community that we're sorry that for what you have to go through on Sundays and that we really do appreciate you and what you do for our community. After launching the website March 2nd, Robert's worst fears were confirmed. It gets pretty ugly on the Lord's Day. One anonymous waitress wrote in about a Sunday experience that convinced her not to give Christianity a shot. Yeah, you turn people off. Mm-hmm. No, that's why I'm Muslim. For me, what made the experience so bad wasn't just the rude behavior from these adult women or the cheapness of stiffing me on the tip or the sneakiness of leaving fake money on the table or the assumptions that I was beneath them because I didn't discuss my beliefs with them or any of the other things that added up into my experience, she wrote. What really got me was that I was in a place that very day where where I was considering going to church. A friend of mine had just committed suicide, and that very church had been recommended to me for grief counseling. I never went. I worked through it on my own. But the point is, those rude, presumptuous, and honestly mean women were the only thing standing between me and the church, and that, and that it was so important to them that I attend. Wow. Now on Sunday mornings, I sleep in, and that works nicely for me. Worst tip of my life, says this one. Being new to Tennessee, I had no idea where we where we moved. The standard was 15%. That is crap. Well, one of my first Sundays, I got a 13 top. Well, they ran me to death, got them loads of ranch, refilled all their sweet teas, not to mention they took two hours of my whole session. Section. They left me $3. $3. Needless to say, transferred to another store. That Sunday I walked out. I walked with $10 at the tip out. So they only made $10 the whole day. Mm-hmm. $3 was from this 13 top, 13 people. Yeah, that's what they mean when they say top, 13 people. And that was probably a black church because it said sweet teas, ranch. Oh, what, ain't fried chicken? Let's be honest, guys. Now, they was eating meatloaf. Um, you know, I might say white. 
Another one, full-time student, works about 30, 35 hours a week. They accuse the Sunday crowd of being condescending. I'm a full-time student, and Monday through Thursday, I'm in classes most of the day. This leaves me three days to make money to get my bills paid, so I work double Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Shit. A double force server is about 10 to 12 hours of constant work. There are no breaks. The only time you might have a chance to sit down is if you get a spare second to run to the bathroom. Every week I dread Sunday because we are just as busy. But I usually make half as much money. Yeah, that is the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the Sunday afternoon crowd. Because, like, actually, it's a crowd of people that in the morning on Sundays that aren't going to church. They're just eating while the yeah. other people are at church. And they tip yep. pretty well. They do. Too. Yes, they do. But that Sunday afternoon, man, about, I'll be, about 11 o'clock. I'll be looking at that clock like, man, just let me go home. Just let me go home, bruh. I'm not about to make no fucking money. As soon as I see people with suits, I'll be like, here we go. And here we go with the bullshit. <laughs> uh, every week I dread Sunday because we are just as busy because I may have the money. Several times, instead of a tip of my table, I will simply receive a church pamphlet with that check. Yes, I've gotten that before. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the... You, uh, cause mini Bible. Down, yeah, mini Bible. Or either you get like a card or you yeah. get like... Um, uh, something like a oh well back in the day used to be like a tape or maybe a CD to play right. or some shit like that nigga this this is not pay bills right I've gotten that little green Bible it's like nigga I will burn this shit in front of you if you don't give me some money can't spend this Mm-mm. and my personal favorite is the fake five dollar bill flip it over and you realize it's actually about Christianity and you actually got stiffed uh, once again from another table I've had that happen but only once or twice. Where it's fake money, and you flip it over, and it's like, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Come to Ebenezer Baptist Church. Like, what? You don't have to trick me. Yeah. Give me money. I make $2.13 an hour, and I work about 30 to 35 hours a week. My checks are typically 5 to $10 because of, of taxes. My point is we rely on tips as our way of life. If you do not feel like tipping because it is the Lord's day, and you don't believe we should be working, then... You should probably eat at home. Yes. 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 I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that. Yeah. Take your ass home. Don't be punishing me because I'm working on the Lord's day. You eating on the Lord's day. Nigga, pay me. What is this? It just amazes me that these people look down on us simply because of the job we have. Being in college, I don't have a whole lot of options until I graduate. No one starts at the top. You have to work your way up the totem pole just like everyone else. And if you are reading this thinking you do any of these things or if you are rude in general to your server, please do us a favor and stay home. I agree. We work really hard to please you for a few dollars. It would be nice if everyone could acknowledge that. Yeah, as a crowd, man, that, that shit was so dicey, man. I mean, I've had other people that are Christians, man. It's kind of like black people where... That it completely like they offset it or they like are so nice and you just like wow like mm-hmm. thank god you came in because yeah like this shit i'll be going through it man because that's the other thing like church crowds will work you to death like they will make your ass run you know what i mean they expect your ass to be cool with it like and it's like I, you know anytime you run and then you get a couple of dollars at the end you're like man are y'all serious like what are y'all doing this ain't you know Take save a little bit from tides and, and bring it here. 
Give it to me. Then, and, that, and that's the thing. It's one of those things where I think for a lot of people, it's just tradition to go out to eat after mm-hmm. a meal. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just for the fact that you're going into an, a place of establishment where somebody's working. And you and when you go to your 9 to 5 and they walk at they're like, you know what? I don't feel like paying you your whole check today. Here's $2.50. Take it and be happy. You will flip a fucking fool. So why would you think walking in somebody else's establishment and giving them change is sufficient? Not to mention, I'm at work. So I don't really even care what your religion is, honestly. Mm -mm. But I hate when I'm at work and then people try to like, okay, well, let me tell you about the Lord. Man, I'm at work, dog. Like, I'm just trying to get through my job. Like, and you're not my only table. I have another two toddlers. She just sat. Yeah, even if you were. I don't want to talk about this. I'm at work. That's right. Trying to do my job. I'll come to your job and hit you up with the Lord stuff. It's time for that. It's place for that. It's not at IHOP. No, it's not. Adam Lanza, the kid who shot up uh, uh, Sandy Hook Elementary, mm-hmm. his father did an interview with the New Yorker. He was talking. Um... And it was, this is like kind of a creepy interview. Um, despite an early diagnosis of sensory integration disorder, Lanza told Andrew Solomon that Adam was just a normal, weird little kid, always thinking different. Lanza and Adam's mother, Nancy, separated when Adam was nine, but it wasn't until fifth grade that his problems became more obvious. <clears throat> According to the state's attorney's report, when Adam was in fifth grade, he said that he did not think highly of himself and believed that everyone else in the world deserved more than he did. That year, Adam and another boy wrote a story called Big Book of Granny, in which one old woman with a gun in her cane wantonly, uh, wantonly in the third chapter, Granny and her son want to taxidermy a boy for their mantelpiece. Taxidermy, that's when you stuff uh, like a dead animal. So they wanted to stuff a dead boy and put it on the mantle. Oh, my. He was writing this in the fifth grade. In another chapter, a character called Dora the Berserker says, I like hurting people, especially children. Adam tries to sell copies of the book at school and got in trouble. Of course. Now, it could just be an enterprising young gentleman. It was crystal clear something was wrong, Lanza said. With social awkwardness, uncomfortable anxiety, unable to sleep, stress, unable to concentrate, having a hard time learning the awkward walk, reduced eye contact. You can see the changes occurring. Adam was, Adam was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. What's that? Uh, that is like, uh, uh, almost like autism. Oh. Okay. Uh, by eighth grade, he was being homeschooled by his mother, Nancy. Why do we, why do you need friends? He remembers Adam asking after he met with the tech club in Newton High School a few years later. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Why do you need friends? In September 2010, Lanza saw his son for the last time. He does not want to see you. <clears throat> He's been trying to, I've been trying to reason with him for no avail, to no avail. I don't know what to do. Nancy wrote in an email. I was hurt, Lanza told Solomon. I never expected I would never talk to him again. I thought it was a matter of when. Shocked by the developing news, Peter said, both my kids went to that school and went back to his office. Then news reports mentioned that a 20 and a 24 year old were involved, which are the ages of his two sons, and that the shooter had attended the school. Unable to get any work done, he drove home to watch the coverage. A reporter was waiting in his driveway and told him that somebody at his house was involved in the shootings. Peter closed the door, 
turned on the TV and saw that CNN was identifying Ryan as a shooter. That's his other son. But he knew better. Called Shelly at work. She told me Peter said, it's Peter. I think it's Adam. So Peter. Um, she thinks it's the other son. Yeah, he, he said. No, he called her. Okay. And said, hey, it's me, Peter. I think it's Adam. I don't think it's Ryan. Okay. Um, she didn't recognize his voice and he said it again. I still didn't understand him. He said, I think it's Adam. It's Adam. When it hit me, I screamed and started shaking violently, she said. <coughs> so she's at work, you know, the her father of a child is calling going, that's our son that did that shit. Wow. Eventually, Lanza realized Adam would have killed him too. Oh, wait. He told, who is Shelly? I don't know who Shelly is. I just realized that. Whoever he was talking to was Shelly. So, because I, I think the boy killed his mother, mm-hmm. Nancy. So, Shelly mm-hmm. must be somebody else. Yeah, another family member or mm-hmm. or somebody. <clears throat> um. So yeah, it says here. Uh, eventually, Lanza realized Adam would have killed him too. With hindsight, I know Adam would have killed me in a heartbeat if he had the chance. I don't question that for a minute. The reason he shot Nancy four times was one for each of us: one for Nancy, one for him, one for Ryan, and one for me. Now Lanza says he wishes Adam had never been born. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, but what is he supposed to think? I mean, he killed all those little kids. And that's your son, you know? That didn't come right away. That's not a natural thing when you're thinking about a kid your kid. But God, there's no question. There can only be one conclusion when you finally get there. That's fairly recently too, but that's totally where I am. You know, I wonder if you had a, like a machine where you could go in, like your son does one of these spree killers, kills 27 innocent kids or some shit, right? And then you had a time machine where you could go back in the past and like kill them when they were like 10. You think you would do it? I know I wouldn't. So you would let the 27 kids die just so yours could uh, kill them? No, I, I, I mean, because in this case, he kills like he he kills himself too. So it's not like you would be saving his life. I just wonder what people would do because it is your son, and yeah, no, no yeah. one can imagine killing their, their own, own child. child. But yeah. if you had knowledge that they would a one hundred percent kill twenty seven kids for no reason, I would go back further now. <clears> I was <throat> like, you know what? I just would be sure you were never born. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, because I'm I, saying, nah, you got to kill him. Like you can't even be. I wouldn't have the heart. No, I mean, I wouldn't have the heart. Mm-hmm. I would drown that little motherfucker so I, fast. I, I wouldn't have the heart. I would try to reach them. But I'm like, come here, look in this tub. I think something's in here. And then I'll just hold their head underwater, man. They got to go. Sorry. Ah, you not fucking my legacy up. Now my name associated with this shit. True, but you know, as an adult. This is a grown person that made these decisions. No, nah, he was still a kid when he killed these kids. How old was he? Um, let me see. Uh, I thought you. Just, I thought it was like twenty two, twenty four. Oh, you know what? You're right. He, he was twenty. Yeah, I was like, he's an adult, right? So he he's of the age where you go, okay, I did everything that I could possibly do. Yeah, I killed that little nigga. He had to die. Yep, that's the most evil shit you can do. And people and, wonder uh, why we don't have no kids. You gotta go. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm not saying I'd kill him like if he asked a question like, Daddy, why do we need friends? I wouldn't like kill him then. 
But like I know, I I know this dude thinks about this shit all the time. He's like, I wish I like, you know, he probably saved his life a couple times, like stopped him from choking on a hot dog or some shit. You know, I know he's like, man, why can't I just let this nigga die choking on a hot dog? I knew the boy wasn't right. You know, his mama let him have guns. So, <clears throat> so he says, uh, um, there can only be one conclusion when you finally get there. That's fairly recent too, but that's totally where I am. In the past year, he's met with the families of two of Adam's victims. It's gut riching. He said a victim's family member told me that they forgave Adam after we spent three hours talking. I didn't even know how to respond. A person that lost their son, their only son. Yep. Crazy. Um, gay people got some gay news. Still need music for this segment. Yes, we do. I don't know what 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 the gay news segment should be. I know uh, Randolph is fond of that Sylvester song, but I forgot what song it was. On Three Guys On, you know what I'm talking about, Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. Maybe we should ask the chat room what gay songs should we yeah. go with? You make me feel mighty real. Is that is that gay enough or no? I mean, I like that beat. Mm. Mm. Oh, somebody said yes. Yes. <laughs> somebody said raining men. Alright, um, I like that one. <laughs> Alright, so maybe we make this one the gay news segment music. Um, let me just add it to the segment music. Um, yeah, gay news. Uh, apparently, uh, right wing Christian radio host said that Disney's movie Frozen is a satanic tool for indoctrinating young lesbians. Man, how many children are taken into these things and how many Christians are taking their kids off to see the movie Frozen, produced by an organization that is probably one of the strongest, pro, most pro-homosexual organizations in the country. You wonder sometimes, I'm not a tinfoil hat conspiratorialist, but you wonder sometimes if if maybe there's something very evil happening here, Steve. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was the devil, you know, what would I do to really foul up an entire social system and and do something really, really, really evil to five and six and seven year olds and Christian families around America. I, I think I, I, I would w- make I would, a movie. I would, <laughs> I, I would buy Disney. Yeah. If I was the devil, I would buy Disney in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. And that's then, what I would have done. And then and, you start making all these nice little movies that just The devil's getting pretty progressive, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was a much more old school uh, rape and uh, murder type of guy, but apparently he's a uh, go out and watch some cartoon Fire ducks. brimstone type of man. Yeah, apparently he's an animated feature type of dude. Just throw little things in there that that make sin look enticing, and and in fact, the worst, some of the worst of sins, make it look enticing, or at least to start to indoctrinate slowly. Turn the heat up on the frog in the in the pan, friends. This is evil, just just evil. I, I, I wonder if people are thinking, you know, I think this cute little movie is going to indoctrinate my five year old to be a a lesbian or or treat homosexuality or bestiality in a light sort of way. Bestiality? What was the bestiality? Was they fucking the snowman in Frozen? What? I don't, I don't understand. 
If you're talking about bestiality, why wouldn't you pick Beauty and the Beast, which is literally a beast and a woman? Like, why yes. this movie? Why wait to this movie? This is like that 5% of shit, man. See, see, brother, this is how they get you. You go see Frozen. The only thing with Frozen was the lesbianism. I, I wonder if, if the average parent <laughs> going to see Frozen is, is thinking that way, you know? Well, the t- the scene where the two girls sixty nine each other is a bit much. Ah, you know. Yes, it is. When they made the double sided dildo out of ice, I said, "Come on, now, this is obviously propaganda." It's obviously too much. Yeah, I look back. I look back behind me. Two little girls were making out together, and I said, "See, this is the lesbianism that's getting to these little kids." I wonder if they're they're just walking in and saying, "Yeah." Let's get my five-year-old and seven-year-old indoctrinated early. Steve, you know they're not. No. I think for the most part, they're oblivious. And yet, maybe they do pick up on pieces of it, but they just don't get up and walk out. Are, like, are they watching these movies with their dicks in their hands? Like, how do you come up with this? I didn't even of- watch the movies. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, I've, I didn't even go see this movie. I just put it out Me on my either. timeline. The story and people were like, I saw the movie, my kids, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And we had a similar thing with the Lego movie. Now we, yeah, I saw the Lego, Lego movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't feel like, oh, this is anti Mitt Romney. Mm-mm. Like they, like it's, I, I guess this is what happened when you have to feel time. Like nothing religious and happened. 24 hours in Newsday. Yeah, nothing religious happened this week. So they had to come up with something. They couldn't talk about the Son of God movie. Man, no. come on. It's weird, too, because, like, you know, religion is so old. How do you come up with something to talk about every week? I mean, damn. Ah! Sometimes it's hard to do this show. It's like, damn, didn't shit happen last night. How you gonna just wake up and be like, all right, man, uh, 6,000 years ago, um, a mummified woman was dead for six years and reportedly voted in 2010. How is this possible? Because it's Florida. Wow. That's how it's possible, Karen. When you're talking about Florida, you're talking about a state with no laws. You're talking about a state full of mystery. Where people go They're full of dead people to vote. People go missing for six years and nobody knows. According to this man, like she went missing for six years. She was dead inside her house. She was mummified. <sighs> Who mummified her? Mm-hmm. They they're investigating her as a homicide. Her name was Pia Fahrenkampf. In the backseat of her uh, Jeep, they found her mummified. Uh, it was parked in her garage. Uh, she died in 2008, registered for and voted in 2010 elections. So maybe someone was assuming her identity this time. Wow. According to records in the Oakland County's Michigan uh, office, Fahrenkampf, uh, whose body still hasn't been identified by the medical examiner's office, Voted in November 2010 gubernatorial election in Michigan. Officials, however, so said... So this wasn't oh, Florida. Never mind. It wasn't in Florida. Okay. Okay, thank God. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Florida. Officials, say, officials, however, say it's possible the vote might have been an administrative error. Investigators are attempting to use dental records to positively identify Farrakhan, whose death is being treated as a homicide. Hopefully, they don't look too far. We'll find out Obama's not really the president. Out for one vote? Right, because then they start looking at the other votes, and it's like, hold up, all these niggas dead. Mm-hmm. Investigators are attempting to use dental records to positively identify her, and the death has been treated as a homicide. As for how her body went undiscovered so long, she lived alone, 
A neighbor mowed her lawn every so often. Her mail was returned to senders or sent to a P.O. box. And all of her bills, including her mortgage payment, were automatically withdrawn from her bank account each month. How much money does she have in her bank account? $54,000. Okay. See, this is why I don't do auto pay. Somebody going to miss me. <laughs> yes. Citibank, somebody going to be calling up here like, where is this nigga? They going to find my body right away. Because somebody going to want their money. Mm-hmm. Her yard was pretty manicured. There was no indication the body was in there oh, at all. So everybody was getting paid. So as far as that was concerned, she was still around kicking. Yep. All, uh, so they, uh, they had to foreclose on her home when the money ran out. And that's when a contractor went to evaluate the property and they found the body in there. All these things kind of led to a perfect storm of no one saying, what's going on over there? Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard told Detroit Free Press, adding that Fahrenkamp likely died in late 2008. Fahrenkamp worked for Chrysler until September 2008 when she was laid off. Investigators are still awaiting the results of her autopsy, though suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning is unlikely. Now that she was mummified. The key was in the ignition. The ignition was not on. The key was partially out. There were no signs of obvious trauma to the body or what remained of it. Uh, because of the body's decomposed state, investigators may never find out how she died. If someone is poisoned, that would be in their blood and muscle. We don't have blood or muscle. She's just like a skeleton. Shit, because yeah. she's been in there for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like you. I don't do auto pay. Somebody, somebody gonna find my ass. They're like, hey, hey, we ain't got no money. Something wrong. See, and that's why you gotta have some friends, all right? They come by, check a call or something. Yeah, you keep believing all that Beyonce independent woman shit if you want to. Let somebody know where you are. At let, least one person. Yeah, let somebody go on a date at least once a year or something. Like have at least one nigga in your mentions or on your Facebook uh, something. Like get like that thirst can help. Mike could have made it in time and saved her. Who knows? True. She might have been sitting there freezing to death for two days. Somebody would have hit. Somebody would have hit up. Got to respond to some of these G chats. Um, all right, man. It's time for our games. <laughs> That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people. Today's contestants are Bobby Jindal and uh, Hall of Famer, first ballot, George Zimmerman. He back. Um, Bobby Jindal apparently um, thinks that uh, if black people want racism to stop, they need to start acting white. To which Don Lemon said, finally, someone agrees with me. I've just got a few seconds left, but I want to ask you as well. First Indian American governor, uh, we have a picture of you going to Disneyland. Where else? Uh, as, as a kid, um, your American dream has been realized. What does it mean to you as a newer generation? Uh, this question is about how um, on Face the Nation, he was asked about being the first Indian, Amer- Indian American governor. I'll, I'll go back and tell you why this is important. Of politician. You know, it's amazing. My dad's here in the audience, one of nine kids, only one got past the fifth grade, came here with his pregnant wife. What's amazing to me is he had the confidence, didn't know anybody, went through the yellow pages, Mm. calling people, had the confidence he could get a job. He has an accent, not a southern accent. He's got an accent. What's amazing to me, he has lived the American dream. I want my children to have those those same opportunities. This is the greatest country in the history of the world. Governor Jindal, thank you for being here. All right, why that's important is because 
uh he was pandering and in an op-ed published by politico he uh lashed out at minorities to mark the 50th anniversary anniversary of martin luther king jr's i have a dream speech instead of standing up against the many acts of racism that have been perpetrated by his own party and by conservatives around the nation jindal declared that minorities are responsible for racism in this country we still place far too much emphasis on our separateness, our heritage, ethnic background, skin color, etc. We live in the age of hyphenated Americans, Asian Americans, Italian Americans, African Americans, Mexican Americans, Cuban Americans, Indian Americans, and Native Americans. Which should just be Americans, but we killed them. To name just a few, here's an idea. How about just Americans? That has a nice ring to it if you ask me. Placing undue emphasis on our separateness is a step backwards. Bring back the melting pot. There's nothing wrong with people being proud of their different heritage. We have a long tradition of folks from all different backgrounds incorporating their traditions into American experience. But we must resist the politically correct trend of changing the melting pot into a salad bowl, a pluribus unum. So, um, you know, basically, if we would just call ourselves American, the racism would stop, Care That's the problem. I guess so. It's that simple, huh? From our first Indian American governor who, you know, just went on a speech about how great his dad was and how great his background was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just. <sighs> he, um, he also, um, um, it's just how you, you're too proud of your heritage. That's the problem. Oh, I'm African American. Whoa, 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 buddy! I believe you're just an American. What? Yeah, because the second you start talking about color, you start talking about difference, and nobody wants to talk about difference because when you talk about difference, you have to talk about why you're different and why people view you as being different. And it's just one of those things where it goes down this road until you eventually get to racism, and nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, uh, I only get us a 50, man. Like, I'm not, you know, it's typical, par for the course. He's probably going to think he's going to run for president at some point. Mm -hmm. And this is what they start doing when it's time to start running for president. The Republican people start uh, pushing themselves further and further to the extremes of the party, uh, which is, I think, one of the reasons that when it comes to general elections, they end up losing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see what happens in the big picture. But We will. You know, um, yes, 50 for him. George Zimmerman was the guest of honor at a Florida gun show. Oh, Florida. The guest of honor. Yep. Organizers at an Orlando, Florida show had to find a new venue due to the controversy around their guest of honor, firearms aficionado George Zimmerman, best known for fatally shooting unarmed teenager Trayvon Martin in 2012. The original site of the event, the Majestic, backed out due to community pressure. New Orlando gun show organizer Mike Piwowowski, uh told local reporters, but the show went over uh, went on over the weekend. Relocated to the arms room gun shop. Zimmerman reportedly sat for six hours and signed about 20 autographs. How pathetic is that, though? Six hours, only 20 people wanted their autograph from his ass. I bet you more, but most people was like, I'm not going up there getting shot or getting scrutinized or having people looking at me like I'm a racist. Mm-hmm. 20 people. It's, it's crazy looking at this picture. Like, they have a picture of him shaking the hands with somebody and... 
it's, it's like a it looks like a, uh, someone's young latino kid or some shit like they made a little kid shake his hand mm-hmm. it's like uh better be careful he might fuck around and shoot that little brown boy you know that is zimmerman that's what he do oh zimmerman he shoots brown kids so let's be careful um but uh yeah here's a uh picture of him for, oops! If you guys want to see it in the chat room, it should be a picture. Uh, you can click on that link. I don't know why it's not posting, but um, yeah, man. Um, only a few a few handfuls of people showed up, which is funny. It's like so you pay this money to to get this dude to come to your shitty thing, and then no one shows up anyway. So what's the fucking point? Yeah, you know. Like you just at this point you just hate black people that much. Yeah, and it's one of those things where people will sponsor privately. Like you know, as far as like I can give my money through PayPal. Like people will support like that, but when it comes to actually a public performance, they're like, Nah, I'm not going out there. Wonder what would happen if a black person showed up. Y'all want to meet him? Uh, he just left. He's on break. Of course. It'd be like when you show up to meet Santa. Uh, with your kid. Uh, Santa just took a break, guys. Okay, he'll be back in an hour. Tim and all the elves. Every, everybody took a break right now. Yeah, Zimmerman would have took a, a long-ass break if any black person showed up. Yeah, I'd like to meet uh, George, please. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll wait. I will wait. Um, 20 people showed up. Uh, they asked for a free autograph or photo with Trayvon Martin's reclusive killer who was hanging out at the rear office. Um, I bet you they had security. Mm-hmm. One couple who met the former I mean they got guns. They are security. One couple who met the former neighborhood watchman and wannabe cop who gave their names Melissa and Matt said that they are the only people waiting in line to meet him. <laughs> the fact that they wanted to meet him just wow. He seemed nervous and actually a little scared to be there. He also appeared emotional, like he was really thankful and touched that people would come out to see him, said Melissa. It was pretty weird to meet him in person. And wow, he's gained a lot of weight. I wonder if these people just did it also like novelty shit. Like maybe we could sell this on eBay or, or if they really were like, we support him. Zimmerman was complained a complaint, complained of receiving a steady stream of death threats and is overwhelmed by debt since he killed an unnamed team, unnamed, unarmed team. Uh, unarmed teen Martin in 2012 said he was enjoying himself. Everything's good. We're having fun, said the 30-year-old who was signing pictures of himself with his dog. I'm just here to meet supporters. He was joined at the event by his own again, again, gal pal Samantha Sheeb, who last year accused him of pointing a gun at her. God damn. What? These enablers, man. Like, you think, so you gonna get some money? So that's why you're around? Of course. She's like, I'm not, I'm not a black kid. He won't kill me. The meet and greet almost didn't happen after the original venue backed out. Um, after he probably protested. Yep. Uh, he posted on, the, the promoter posted on Facebook, come on out and meet George Z. He's here for a few more hours. And no matter what you read, there are no protesters, lunatics, or other varieties of ass clowns. The store posted on Facebook. So he said he met Zimmer through a mutual friend. A hundred. So a hundred. Let's play our game. Let's do this. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. 
That's right, it's Guest the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guest the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our audience in the chat room to guess the, the race. race. Today, audience is racist, as always, as always. <laughs> uh, the FBI said a Facebook selfie helped capture a robbery suspect. Not Facebook. A Michigan man uh, was collared by the FBI after posting a Facebook selfie showing him holding a submachine gun that he allegedly brandished during a holdup last week. <gasps> Investigators allege Jules Baller, Jules Baller, sound like a rap name, 21 robbed three Michigan banks over an eight-day period. Wow. Ending last Wednesday. During the first two heists at banks, Pontiac in Pontiac, Baller passed a note to the teller and demanded money. On March 5th, Baller walked into a chemical bank branch in Bay City and displayed what appeared to be a black submachine gun and demanded money. According to an affidavit sworn by FBI agent Sean Callahan, after a teller gave Baller $7,000, he fled the bank and they fled the bank. The prior Pontiac robberies, Callahan noted, netted Baller a combined $8,300. A police sergeant Thursday pointed the FBI to Baller's Facebook page, which included photos of him posing with what appeared to be a submachine gun and wearing clothes matching those used in the aforementioned bank robberies. Ah, he ain't having enough since he even changed clothes. I mean, did he take the picture before going to rob? I think he did. I took it right after he came back home. <sighs> The, co- the I'm baller, bitch. The affidavit didn't state how they found out he was a possible suspect. The photo seen above was uploaded to Baller's Facebook page on March 5th before the chemical bank robbery. Baller, a Brooklyn native who uses his online handle King Ro- Romeo, the captioned the image, bought my first house and chopper today. Life's great. Upon spotting the image, a friend of Baller catching him. You get you tripping, brother. I wouldn't show that shit off like the cops be watching this shit, brother. As it turned out, that was wise advice on the part of King Machete. That's uh, the person that was responding to him. King Machete was like, uh, you stupid. On Friday, investigators conducted a traffic stop on Baller after they watched him uh, p- depart his, his Pontiac home. A black submachine gun was found in a duffel bag located at his feet. During a subsequent interview, Baller waved his Miranda rights and reportedly confessed to all three bank robberies. God damn it. It's the first 48? I know, right? I don't need no lawyer. I did it. This is what happened. Baller, seen and left, was named in a two-count felony complaint, charging him with the bank robbery and carrying a firearm during the commission of a violent crime. He is locked up in advance of a detention hearing scheduled for tomorrow afternoon. Baller, who joined Facebook last month... Has 206 friends, some of whom claim an affiliation with the Latin Kings street gang. Oh, whole month. He's been bit off not joining. His final Facebook post came Friday before he was taken into custody by FBI agents. He said, feeling like damn. <laughs> 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 feeling like damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Why they going to give me for my paper? Damn. <laughs> feeling like damn. I'm feeling like damn just... Reading this shit. <laughs> Check the chat, uh, uh, chat room guest arrays of Mr. Jules Baller. Uh, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Dax using black 
Negro with a public page, a Jay-Z fan who always skipped over the song Change Clothes for some reason, OG do- O-Dog Jr. Black, Black, says Joe Spacely. Uh, Karen, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to let you be the call, the judge on this. What race is Jules Baller? Bob Bush Pritchard, the top one or the side one? Because uh, I said, do they even look like... There's another one here. Now that dude black. All right, Karen's going with black guys, so everybody got it right. <laughs> I thought he looked a little Latino, I wasn't sure, so... Um, a 22-year-old woman who died under mysterious circumstances in, Ma- in the Manhattan Hot Sheets Hotel last su- summer was the victim of a botched butt- buttocks lift. Now a New Jersey woman has been charged in her death. Tamara Blaine was suffering a seizure when police were called to the Liberty Inn along West Side Highway in the Meatpacking District afternoon on July 8th. Blaine, who lived in Jamaica, Queens, died a short time later at St. Luke's Hospital. The medical examiner ruled Blaine's death a homicide, noting that puncture wounds in her buttocks. The official's cause of death was a systematic silicone emboli due to a cosmetic silicone injection of the buttocks. On Monday, cops busted self-described cosmetologist Tamara Mobley, 28, and charged her with manslaughter and felony assault. Sources said she killed the victim during a botched butt lift using silicone. Oh, my. That's got to that's, that's gotta suck. I'm sorry. Who, uh, man, love your ass. I don't care how flat, non-flat, wide, whatever it is. I love your ass as it is. I, uh, uh, I'm, ladies, men will fuck it, and ladies will like it. No matter what it is, somebody will like it. You don't have to go through all this trouble. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because, like, these... um. Fake asses look worse than people's real ass before. Yeah, deflating, turning colors. I'm not even talking about the botch ones. I'm talking about like when you watch uh, strippers or porn or something like that and you see like the fake ass and you're like, ugh. Like, yeah, like I'm not saying every, be, yeah, but like I, they never do them to make them look natural. They do them, they always do them to this like, to, to this proportion to where it's like, god damn, is this a, a balloon? Yeah. Inflated yeah. in your ass? Natural is one thing, but when it doesn't look natural, you like, word, we, we just pump your ass full of helium. Yeah. Like, I'd rather it be small and natural than big and fucking janky looking, man. Um, but yeah, and it's like, yeah, there's no like dents in it. Like, it's just, it don't look real. It's weird. Anyway. Like, you got some kind of disease. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you're getting it done in a hotel room. Come on now. What surgeries, what other surgeries do you get done in a hotel room? None? None. Exactly. None. Motherfucker, you're not cutting me. And the, and the thing is this, if you're going to get it done right, it costs thousands of dollars. Save up, work doubles, do, do it right. Yeah. Um, so they charge you with manslaughter and felony assault. Mobley, who has a previous arrest for forgery in the Garden State, was arraigned in Manhattan Criminal Court on Tuesday. Manhattan Criminal Court Judge Bruna DiBiase ordered Mobley held in lieu of a $100,000 bail on the day of the incident. Mobley used a credit card to pay for a room at the Liberty Inn, which bills itself as your rendezvous for romance. Not your rendezvous. Mm -hmm. Your rendezvous for rump changing. It has hourly rates. About two hours oh, yeah, later, she called. Stay ca- away from the hourly rates, people. About two hours later, she called the front desk and told an employee to call 911 because Blaine was having a seizure. 
The suspect stayed until emergency emergency medical services arrived, but fled before police came. She's in there. Bye. Detectives later tracked her down using her charge card. Blaine's mother, Lola of Jamaica, Queens, lashed out in anger about the case Tuesday. She said she tried to report her daughter missing the cops, but was told nothing could be done because the victim was an adult. When I lost her, nobody helped me. When I looked for her, nobody was there for me. But that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Black people only have value when they die. So her daughter that, that had the blood injections was black. Lola Blaine said her daughter was in good health when she last saw her. I went in person to the precinct to explain to them nobody was there for me, and they don't give a damn. They looked at me like she's less than a dog. Maybe if you had a big ass. Hey, they about to pay you some attention. Just saying. Might need time to check into the La Quinta Inn operating table, if you know what I'm saying, ladies. The mom said that when police did respond to her home, they asked if her daughter was mentally retarded or unstable. When told that she wasn't, they said, there's nothing we can do. She's 22. I would have lied then. I, I, you know what? Now I think about it. She's unstable and uh, retarded. So can you guys just look for her? Lola Blaine says she only learned her daughter was dead when she got a bill from the morgue. Oh, <gasps> mm-hmm. word. Word. Then people found you. Why couldn't nobody else identify you? What am I going to say about her now that she's dead? Only someone who has the same problem can understand what I'm going through. Nobody else. Friends described Tamara Blaine as someone who liked fashion and always took care of her appearance. She Couldn't liked- she sue them for not telling her, notifying her, no nothing? I don't know. Just does nothing. Oh, can't nobody find you? Well, we found her. We, we, uh, 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 we got a bill. Here's your bill for your dead daughter. Pay us, bitch. We know where she is. She liked to look good. She looked, she liked to look nice. She always switched her style up. According to the website for the J. Foster Phillips Funeral Home, which handled her service, Blaine attended grammar school in Flatbush and St. Albans and then went to St. Joseph as Forest Hill High School. She had a child, Amari Bermudez, and was taking college classes. As a part-time freshman in college, she always remained level-headed and determined to make a life for her son. We can only hope that our future generation will have the drive and determination that Tamara did. I wonder what is the missing person statue. I understand that, you know, they were saying she was grown. But after so long, can't you still say, hey... It's been so many hours. She's still missing. Yeah, you would think so. But then again, I mean, if she ain't have no ass, who gonna go look for her? That's true. You know, if she has some ass and you find her, you fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> uh, let's check the chat room and see what they uh, believe her race is. Um, where are we at? Uh, and we're talking about the race of the person who actually, um, the person who actually did the surgery not not the person who got the surgery the person who botched the surgery um tamara was from jamaica queens blacker than a than a glad contractor bag wasn't even a good hotel black has a record changing up her car definitely black you're nobody till somebody kills you black the folk, oh folks didn't even contact the mom black she wasn't blonde or white so one who probably used a rush card to cover up her obamacare Oh, uh, kicks in. Uh, the surgeon was black too. Okay, charcoal. Um, the correct answer is yes. black. It was a black lady. <laughs> All right, man. Um, let's go to the next story. Cops accused. Wait, not cops. A cop 
is accused of killing his girlfriend's puppy and then texting her a photo of the body. Wow. I bet you that man will never get trapped in a closet with no cats. I bet you he won't. A Baltimore police officer beat and choked his girlfriend's seven-month-old puppy and texted her a photo of the dog's body. Alec Eugene Taylor of Silver Spring, a five-year veteran of the Baltimore Police Department, was charged with aggravated animal cruelty, which is a felony and abuse or neglect of an animal. He he surrendered to Montgomery County Police on Wednesday. A voicemail left with a number that appears to be Taylor's based on online records was not returned. It was not immediately clear if Taylor has a lawyer. County police said Taylor's girlfriend called them on February 28th and said Taylor had killed Rocco, a Jack Russell Terrier, two days earlier. They said the girlfriend told them Taylor had texted her that the dog defecated on the carpet and he killed it. Police say Taylor texted her a photo of what appeared to be a dead dog. Now, he's a cop. Sir, isn't this just a textbook open and shut case? Did you not notice it was a felony? Like what? It's like he wanted to go to prison. Um, authorities said Taylor, 27, told his girlfriend he had beaten the dog with a mop and put his body in the outdoor trash bin. Police said Taylor retrieved the dog's body at his girlfriend's request and she buried Rocco in the park. Officers with the Animal Services Division recovered the body and said a necropsy showed the cause of death was blunt force trauma. Authorities said Taylor told Animal Services that he used a mop to force Rocco behind a dryer and choked the dog with his bare hands. Oh. Baltimore police said Taylor was suspended without pay on Wednesday. The department said in the statement, allegations of animal cruelty are taken seriously by Baltimore Police Department. Over the course of the last year, significant emphasis has been placed on developing and training investigators to handle animal abuse incidents in Baltimore. All I was talking about was kicking the other cat just to get the bitch out your way. I, you know, I didn't realize we was going to you know, fight him like Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. He had to disrespect it like that, man. Um, let's check the chat room and see what race it is. Um, somebody should, I'm surprised no, nobody been like... Uh, it's the damn shame when he did that dog. <laughs> uh, you, me, and the damn dog, crazy black boyfriend, white nigra. See, whitey, this is how a real nigga handles a disrespectful animal, uh, says Joe Spacely. White folks don't kill dogs unless they are rehearsing to be serial killers. Keep them in the hole, down in the hole. The correct answer is, is. black. Probably buried the dog in the row houses with Snoop and Chris. Uh, all right, man. Bonus round time. Double the boys, double the race. Double the boys and the race. That's right. It's bonus round time. Time where everything is worth double the points, double the racism. Of guess the race. Everybody is knocking it out the park so far. Let's see if we can keep it up. All right, bonus round. A father was arrested for prostitution with a toddler in the car. Oh my! Covering Volusia County, a father arrested for soliciting sex from a prostitute with his toddler in the car is speaking out exclusively to Watch Two News. I never solicited any wave. She came over, offered everything. It's a big entrapment, police sting. 
As Washington Stewart Moore reports, the man is now in hot water with police and his wife. You know how sometimes you take your kid out on a stroll, prostitute walks up to the car, you listen to her run down her services, and uh, then you get arrested. You know how it goes. <laughs> Entrapment. With his three-year-old son in the car, police say Patrick Williams tried to pick up a prostitute for oral sex on the busy Ridgewood Avenue. But the working woman police say he was soliciting was actually working undercover. I was like, I got my kid. She's like, that's cool, I got a room. I said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let me turn around just to get her away from my car. As soon as my chance came, I turned, drove way away. Think his wife is buying this? Mm-hmm. By the way, old Florida. But uh, you know this is exactly what he told his wife. And then the you thing know, stick is, to that story. right? And see, the thing is, she didn't really believe him, but she was like, "Because um, you know, you can't be embarrassing your woman out here." She like, "Well, don't tell me. Tell the world. Call the news. Get them out. I call the news. Right? I call them for you. Exactly. It's a miscarriage of justice. It's entrapment, ain't it? You want me to call? Mm-hmm. That's how news showed up. He's like, and she was like, "You better go out there and talk to him too." Yeah, they here. You gonna go talk? You got something to say? Go tell them what you told me. Like, I'm the fool. Got blocks up the road, then they let me up. Police Chief Mike Chitwood says the Ridgewood Road area is a hot spot for prostitutes, and taking his son along for the ride was a dangerous and stupid move. He's a father, he's a married man, and normally... Where the fuck could he have been going, though? Like, isn't this a clue, too? Uh, I'm just taking my three-year-old for a ride down Prostitute Alley. We were, we were, we were, we were actually heading to Monkey Joe's, but you know, we'll, we'll pass down Prostitute Lane on the way to Monkey Joe's. Yeah, you know. I want my monkey to have a lot of women on it. You know, jack my monkey. You know, Monkey Joe's over by the point, you know, where the hookers be at. That's where I had to go. I wonder if he got caught in that dude with the spoken word voice start talking. Oh, Lord. Jasmine strolls the strip. Every day, looking for a John to come out and play. Yes, <laughs> I love that show. Because <laughs> at the point it was a shit. Long for the ride was a dangerous and stupid move. He's a father. He's a married man, and normally, what's out there on Ridgewood Avenue are these disease-infested prostitutes where you run the risk of getting robbed or whatever else you want to do when you think it's okay to bring your four-year-old kid along with you. William says he wasn't doing anything shady when he was on Ridgewood. In fact, he actually pulled over, he says, to pray for the woman that he believed was a prostitute. Did he say he pulled over to pray for the woman? Mm-hmm. Did he really say that? Mm-hmm. There's no way his know. wife believed this shit. Uh, let me rewind this. He did not say that. He says he wasn't doing anything shady when he was on Ridgewood. In fact, he actually pulled over, he says, to pray for the woman that he believed was a prostitute. But the police report paints yeah. a much different story. And on top of that, baby, did you see the name of the street? Uh, what was the name of it? Rewind that. Shady. Shady Street. Mm-hmm. Of course. Y'all just uh, just get on your knees so I can uh I hate that pray. part of Ridgepoint and Shady Street. He was on Ridgewood. In fact, he actually pulled over, he says, to pray for the woman that he believed was a prostitute. But the police report paints a much different story. In the arrest affidavit, police say... <laughs> Hold up. Listen. <laughs> listen. You guys can't see this yet, and I'll put it in the chat when we're oh, done. Oh, that's greatness. But the black uh, news reporter dude, after he says the police report says something different, slaps the camera with the fucking papers of the police report. Like, I don't believe you. You can kind of <laughs> hear. Here, listen to this. Police report paints a much different story. In the arrest, he slapped the fucking camera. I've never seen that. We have watched 
at least a couple hundred new videos, videos in our time on the show. He done got fed up. He swagged that shit out, man. He slapped the fucking camera. I bet you he the one that probably told them to, to zoom in on Shady Street, too. Yeah, this is like, this like <laughs> and one news report. He did a crossover dribble and everything. That he believed was a prostitute. But the police report paints a much different story. In the arrest affidavit, ah, police say the undercover like officer told Williams, quote, she had a room and said that the child could watch cartoons. Williams allegedly told the officer he would, quote, turn around, keeping his back to the child so the toddler would not see the sexual act. What did your wife say? Uh, she was a little pissed off, but I explained this. Oh, he tried to, he tried a lot like, nah, I said I'd turn around the car to go the other way. But he was talking about he'll turn around so the kid can't see them fucking. Mm-hmm. So can't see him getting his dicks up. Mm-hmm. Situation. The reality is, is I thought it was some crazy crackhead. You know, I felt bad for her, I prayed for her, and I pulled off. To make matters worse, the child who police say was almost a witness to his own father involved with the prostitute instead had to watch his father be led away in handcuffs. In Volusia County, Stuart Moore, West 2 News. Oh, my God. He really think somebody gonna believe this shit oh, but that newsman was great this dude do you think he did that story like god damn it i'm tired of this fucking story yeah he slapped the camera this nigga slapped the camera with news yeah he been fed up um <laughs> ashley in the chat room says how much i mean to babysit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like babysit a babysit this dick i like a half and half half you play kids netflix half you suck my dick um al bundy better be careful Says, uh, says Joe Spacely. Think pretty smart says he had his kid with him white. <laughs> oh Lord. Try rinse, baby. White. Too much thought in the, in the story. Dan Aykroyd, Fred Garvin, male prostitute white. One who has the look of a Republican senator. Oh my. The correct answer, answer is, is white. Hi, child. I'll put the link in here. Y'all oh, can check it out. The later, video man. is greatness. Um, dude slapped the goddamn camera, man. Yes, I, he did. He put, he put the papers right in, in the middle of that story. That is a first. I'm actually going to tell people on Twitter about this. Uh, and that was, uh, you got to see it like moving because it's unexpected. He's just talking this thing. You know, you see a piece of paper smack across the camera. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um. Let, let, one more story. We'll wrap it up. Um, this has been fun, though. This has been fun. Let's see if you guys get this one. According to a report in the Baytown Sun, hmm, sounds like Florida. No, mm, no, nah, nah, it's not. Not Florida this time. Nah, no, Bay. Uh, sounds like San Francisco. Okay. Uh, Jody and Christopher White will file will file a report against the Baytown Police Department after an incident Sunday. The whites were at a party at J.P.'s reception hall on West Baker Street when police were called to deal with unwanted guests. Officers said the mother of the birthday boy called them because she didn't want her ex-boyfriend's family there. And the situation quickly got out of hand. The officer told the reportee he, told he could not make the guests leave. Then a large disturbance began between the guests. The crowd became irate. The whites were tased after Jody White began to curse at the police in front of the children. According to the release, which goes to an, to on to add that White nearly trapped an officer's hand in her car door. Cell phone video of the scene shows several police officers in the altercation with Jody White, 
who told them they rushed my car, opened the door, and tasers were everywhere. Christopher White was tased as he tried to defend his wife. Well, you got to do that. Like if somebody tased your wife, you got to go get tased too. It's just you better. It's the rule. Can't be like, damn, girl, that was crazy. <laughs> Look at they got to fall down. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I hope you are. I ain't touching you. I don't want none of that. Jody White claimed in local TV that she had never been in trouble a day in her life, and for my kids to see me ta- being tased on the ground, it just broke my heart. Jody White was arrested and faces a charge of disorderly conduct, abusive language. Her husband, Christopher, was arrested and faces a charge of disorderly conduct, abuse, or threatening offensive manner. Baytown police say no formal complaint has been received yet. Uh, guess the race of Jody and Christopher White, uh, two people that got tased together. You know, I always say the family that tased together stays together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that action and the cops didn't shoot no one. Pure white. Says Ashy. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the chat room might be scared to guess. You know? I know. So Don't get, nobody want to get it wrong. They get a tough one, now they're scared. White says Quincy. White says Chuck Spears. All right, all right. So, like, got three white. Tasers instead of guns. White says Terry S. Everybody's going white here. A couple tased white says Think Pretty Smart. <laughs> Correct answer is... Black! Yes! All of you missed it. Yeah, they was black. Finally! Y'all were doing so good. All that racism that y'all had. Y'all were on the road. You started feeling comfortable. And the world threw your curveball. Now, what was the clues so you could know that it was black? It's a good question. It's a child's birthday party. She wouldn't let her ex-boyfriend come. So it's obvious the ex-boyfriend thinks he's the father. Oh, Lord. So this is a baby daddy situation. She's keeping the baby daddy away from his son. Clearly a black thing. You got to follow the stereotypes, guys. You got to follow the stereotypes. You got to pay attention. Sometimes they, they seem hidden. But if you look a little closer... It was in your face the whole time. Sore ratchet, speaking of in your face the whole time. Um, <laughs> a man took a samurai sword on a beer run. Because ah! you know what you need when you're going to get fucked up? Some swords. Did he use the sword to open up the beer? A 27-year-old Newboro man was arrested on Monday morning for allegedly taking a samurai sword into a Morewell liquor store. According to the police... The man had attended a friend's house where he acquired a small samurai sword. About 10.45 a.m., he allegedly went to Cole's Liquor Land, where staff observed the sword under his clothing and called the cops. The man purchased some beer. He was charged on a summons with weapon and drug offenses to appear in Latrobe Valley Magistrate's Court at a later date. Oh, man. <laughs> that breath you just took. Just, come on, man. Like, you just... You thought you could go and shop in a store like it was fine mm-hmm. with a sword. A woman allegedly assaulted with sword. A local man could face life imprisonment after allegedly assaulting a woman with a sword during the altercation at Cribs, K-R-E-B-S, Cribs, Saturday night, according to an affidavit filed at Pittsburgh County Courthouse. Jimmy Robert Steele, 33, of Cribs, 
was charged Monday with assault and battery with a deadly weapon and misdemeanor counts of threatening to perform an act of violence and malicious injury to property totaling less than a thousand dollars. Krebs police uh, apprehended still at gunpoint on Sunday in the parking lot of Krebs corner store. When after noticing the officers, he appeared to reach under his seat of his Toyota Tacoma truck. Police have been tipped off by a 911 call stating that the alleged victim was at the store and still was parked there waiting for her. The caller stated the alleged victim was afraid still might harm her and he was armed with a knife. Still was removed from the truck and handcuffed. The officers found a folded knife and air pistol in the vehicle and an air pistol in the vehicle. Uh, when he was arrested, uh, I mean, he was arrested when the alleged victim notified police she was to press charges. The woman also told police she was allegedly attacked by Steele with a sword the previous evening. The woman's description of the alleged attack, attack was included in the affidavit. Court records show the description was taken from a voluntary statement she gave to the Crabs Police Department. Jimmy started holding a sword at my throat saying he was going to cut my head off. He cut my shirt and left a mark on my skin. Court records showed the victim was also allegedly hit in the head with a flashlight during the incident. She also continued to steal because bruising to her back left leg while forcing her him forcing her from his vehicle into the Southwest Miami resident the two share. The woman allegedly disputed the woman allegedly alleged the dispute continued once she and Steele were inside the home. And now she hit the back door with two big knives that got stuck. Shit. He was saying he was gonna kill me, my daughter, and my mom. Krebs Police Chief Dennis Cook said no weapons were confiscated from Steele's truck at home. As far as I know, the couple was split up. To my understanding, all of his belongings are going to be left out front. We didn't take any of his belongings, but that could change. He is over in the county awaiting arraignment. Arraignment. Crosby sword fight. I mean, oh, that's it. <laughs> I almost went to the next article. Well, his sword fight. <laughs> um. So yeah, man, people are using these these swords in domestic disputes. Mm-hmm. They're out here, you know, trying to kill people and rob people and buy shit, buy alcohol with them. Be careful, people. Wow, using them as can openers. AdamandEve.com, code TBGWT. Get all your um discounts tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back at nine. So I mean seven. So we'll see you guys then. Until uh tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.